kabinet één minister of staatssecretaris komen... die zich gaat bezighouden met de afhandeling van de aardbevingsschade in Groningen. Dat adviseert de Nationale Ombudsman van Zutphen volgens Trouw. Nu valt de afhandeling nog onder economische en binnenlandse zaken. Volgens de ombudsman kan één bewindspersoon dat stroomlijnen. Het weer, het wordt een overwegend bewolkte dag met op veel plaatsen af en toe regen bij 12 tot 14 graden. Ook morgen vallen nog buien, maar in het westen is dan de zon vaker te zien. Dit was het NOS Journaal. Die heb ik niet. Raak gewoon een keer je tenen aan. Dat lukt me niet. Snack tomaten tussendoortje. Dat lust ik niet. Of neem die boterham volkoren. Ja, waarom ook niet? Ja, er zijn ontelbare manieren om fitter te worden. Vind wat bij jou past op fitopjouwmanier.nl Binnen één minister of staatssecretaris komen die zich gaat bezighouden met de afhandeling van de aardbevingsschade. Yes, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. All your events can be promoted right here on Voice of Ninja. Yes, you heard me right. Don't know about you because you're not promoting your business. Yeah, we can bring you the awareness that you need for all those revivals, seminars, special events, conferences, church services, your Sunday services, your social events, weddings, birthday parties, baby ceremonies, graduation, anniversaries, engagements. Call us today right now at 06 
like to say good morning to you and welcome to our Good Morning Show. This is Radio Voice of Niger. Coming to you on the airwaves of Radio Razo. Hosting the program this morning is, of course, Apostle Larry Dawkins. Welcome and welcome. Let's share together a word of prayer before we proceed any further. Father, we thank you once again for the gift of life, for another opportunity to display our gratitude unto you. On behalf of myself, my household, and the entire nation and our world, we say thank you. We'd like to commit ourselves into your hands to ask for your guidance throughout this day and for the rest of the week, and in fact, for the rest of the month up to the end of the year. We need your guidance, your your leadership, your wisdom to carry on. In the midst of these uncertain times, let the peace, protection continue to rest upon our entire land and upon our world. Help us to go to to overcome the threats that are all around us, especially of the virus that is on the increase right now. Thank you that your protection will keep us all safe. Let the broadcast this morning minister to somebody, touch somebody's life like never before. We are grateful for the opportunity to be of service. Take the glory today and for all time. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, this is the gospel inspirational segment, and very shortly, we'll be bringing to you the word of God and the exhortational word dubbed The Miracles of Jesus, presented by Apostle Heller of Dorkin. And that will take us to the hour of nine o'clock, and I will tell you what else will be coming your way. For now, sit back, relax, and enjoy this inspirational moment.
ladies and gentlemen, let me quickly bring you um, a brief uh, scripture for today. And after that, we'll be heading to the uh, segment for the Word of God. I'm taking this scripture reading from Isaiah chapter 55. From the verse 6, Isaiah 55, from the verse 6, it says, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, the righteous man his thoughts, and let him return unto God, and he will have mercy upon him. To our God, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, say the Lord. As the heavens, for as the heavens are higher, than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is an open invitation to everyone. In uncertain times, but also in normal times, God is our refuge. And this is an invitation to you out there, reach out to God, connect with Him, call upon Him, yield yourself to Him that he may help you and guide you through the affairs of this life.
the first has to be Jesus. When you have him, you have everything in your life. It's a friend that's ticket better than my brother. That's Jesus. At any time you need him, at any time you need him, Jesus is always ready. It doesn't matter how down you are, he will pick you from that town. It does not matter how guilty you may find yourself, as long as you open up your mouth and confess that, he will forgive you. He's a friend that's ticket better than their brother. You can afford to put your confidence in the man Jesus. Friends refused. Not the family, friends. The Bible said, and friends. 
explain to me in this moment. May the Lord connect you to good friends. May you yourself begin to desire to be a better person. Hallelujah. When you look around your neighborhood, when you look around you, what are the needs you are finding? How are you supporting those who are in need? More especially in this pandemic period. How are you helping those who are lost precious ones under the influence of COVID-19? What are you doing to support and to help and to be a blessing? In what assistance are you giving to people around you? Or you just cruise along your car, you alone, and you zoom up and you go. Thank God you are healthy and you are alive. But do you know when it's going to be your turn? When you find yourself, you have opportunity to influence something that will make somebody happy. What do you do? You turn your back. And join the against people, against that person who is depending on you to help them to go to the next level. When it is a time to go and test, maybe, maybe, maybe a friend, somebody is trusting you for his next level. What do you do? It's the time to compare against that person and join up with the against people just to make sure that you bring the person down. What do you do? Let us learn from the experience of his friends. Who brought this man to Jesus? The Bible said, and when he saw their faith, oh, Jesus, when he saw their faith, he said unto the man, man, there is this unforgiving thing. Jesus could not believe that they could still be friends who could be so intimate, who could make such an effort from the center of the roof down to the ground where Jesus was standing just for the man to have life. I believe they said, even if that will be the last love what I showed to this man, let us do our last and let it be that he didn't recover. But good then, then when the man landed in front of Jesus, the man received back life. Jesus was always going to visit because of them. But Lazarus became sick. 
They are supposed to stand in the gap and provide. They are supposed to make every effort to make sure that you are being sustained. They don't need to throw in their towel and just give up on you. They are the time, they are the time they are supposed to make attempts to take away the stone, to take away the, the, the hindrances that are preventing you not to live, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to, not to go forward, to take away the hindrances that are making you not to prosper. We need each other. You need me, I need you. You, you need good friends to stand and be a hedge around you. The family members of Lazarus couldn't do that. I mean, the sisters could not do that. They could not. Because if they had known that, it just, it just, it just, they couldn't call forth. I mean, they couldn't call forth their brother to come back to life. They could not. And they just wanted that Jesus would do everything when Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus comes eventually. Maybe, maybe who knows if he will come for our brother. We don't know. We, we don't know because the guy is gone. Jesus said, do your own part while I do my own part. What does that mean to you in this COVID time, in this pandemic? You're supposed to open up your eyes very wide. Look around. Who would you be a support to? Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone that is hindering somebody else not to live. Take away that which is a source of pain in the life of somebody else and give them joy. Don't be, don't, don't, don't enjoy when others are down. Don't enjoy when others have failed. Don't enjoy when others have, have, have been disappointed. Don't be a, 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 a branch of sadness when you see other people sad and sorrowful. That's the time you should be left. That's the time you are your best. No, don't be, don't be. Give assistance. Give assistance to those who need it. Give food to those who need it. Put food. Put food. In the faces of people, each day you live. Provide for the have lost. Don't, don't see your neighbor who have lost jobs because many people have lost their jobs in this season of pandemics. They have lost their jobs. And then you know they have no food. And it's not you to provide for them. You just wave, say, neighbor, bye. You're not refusing those. You're not. You're hardened. You saw those who are sick. It's not you giving a helping hand like call the ambulance, call the ambulance, call the ambulance. Yes, call the ambulance for the, you just okay. You've not seen your devil for two or three days. You never care to know whether he's still alive. As long as you can enter your car and drive away. Take away the stone. Take away the stone. Take away the stone from people's life. The source of their pain. The source of their grief, that which is adding to their sorrow, take it away and give somebody joy. Assist to give somebody joy. Assist to put a smile in the faces of people. Assist to sponsor those who have no ability to train their children. Assist to sponsor and help their kids to go to school. Now they are alive. Now you have the substance. Assist somebody else. Let me know. Let me just mention it here. Let me. A good friend. They are called Bonafide. They are those who open up their heart and tell you the truth, even if it hurts. That's how you know a good friend. Those who come to your 
that those I expect to say, oh, wow, it didn't happen. But there are others who are laughing and scorning. And then they say, oh, will she be the only one that is always there? Yeah, 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 we also must go there.
case you just join us, this is Radio Voice of Niger. With uh, this short music interlude, we'll be preparing to bring you... Uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about beliefs on how to raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days of life. In this show, we'll be exploring what are some of the cultural and traditional beliefs pertaining to carrying pregnancy and raising healthy children within the first 1,000 days of life. That is from conception to the second year. The primary aim of this um, event is to investigate which beliefs and practices govern how we raise children uh, from especially our West African tradition and culture. Here we will be sharing best practices handed down to us today. Also, we'll be contrasting these beliefs with modern-day principles uh, and so, so by benefiting our community here. To do justice to the topic today, I'm going to give uh, the control over to Miss Helen Roof. Miss Apostle Helen Roof. Oh, don't you know. <laughs> She's going to introduce our guest for today. Well, well, thank you so much for that honor, and it's a privilege. And our, our fans out there, we trust that you are ready and to embrace this which is coming to you. Beliefs on how to raise healthy migrant children in the first 1,000 days. So our guests, they are professionals that are well known in, in the city of Amsterdam South East and beyond. And we are always proud when they make our time just to be with us. So permit me to introduce you to uh, Mrs. Joyce Abuachi, who is a maternity nurse and proprietor of Joy Kramsok, a trusted and respected local community maternity practice, and also she's a leader, a community leader. Welcome to Radio Voice of Niger. Thank you. <laughs> uh, they watched you on Saturday on the television, Salto, because we were discussing on raising kids on um, uh, two cultures. Last Saturday. Last Saturday. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, uh, Miss Joyce is also here with uh, her um, colleague. Eh? Uh, sister Sylvia. Yes, Miss Miss Sylvia. <laughs> Miss Sylvia, please would you say hello to our fans? Hello. And introduce yourself, please. I'm Sylvia. I'm a Dutch person. Yes. I'm also an employee of Joy Kramsor. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm living 44 years in uh, South East. Exactly, 44 years practicing. No, practicing uh, 25 years. Wow, it's a professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, Sylvia. Thank you for having me. We appreciate it when you make time to be with us. And, uh, and uh, we, ha we have the only he among them, <laughs> who is also a father. Uh, Mr. Peter, would you please say hello to Radio Voice of Niger fans and introduce yourself properly? Hello, listeners. My name is Peter. Okay. I'm living here. I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah. You are a father. I'm a father. <laughs> Thank you for being with us. All right. So, uh, without wasting uh, too much time, we are starting with our first uh, question. Okay. So, um, we also would like 
that our viewers or our listeners, please, we know that you also will be watching this on our stream. Uh, please feel very, very free to give us a call on the studio number, which is 027371619. Our professionals who are here will be more than willing to, you know, entertain your questions and also your suggestions. All right. I am throwing the first question to this maternity nurses. Okay. From our cultural and traditional point of view, are there any special treatment of food, exercises, behaviors that are supposed to go along well with a pregnant woman in order for her to have a healthy child? If so, what are some of these things and why? Is the question clear? Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so the the floor is open, please, Miss Joyce. Good. Thank you. It's a clear question, but uh, my uh, question to this very question actually to elaborate is: What is culture? Mm-hmm. We need to understand what culture is. But for a pregnant woman, yeah. whether you live in Timbuktu or you live in the uh, in the Not eat it rare. 
So if you like a no, uh, taking a steak, yeah. it's not medium rare, but make it well done. Yes. So that's that's really the the thing that they have to listen to the midwife and following that list. Okay. And that's pure during the pregnancy. Okay. So, so yes. Excuse me. You all, you just uh, mentioned something. If the woman cannot afford. Yeah. Okay. Pay for the fish or the balanced diet that the midwife is yeah. giving. Yeah. Carrying the baby is your. Uh, baby, but the responsibility is for the government and the entire society. Yeah. Well, that is, yeah, Africa. yes, but in yeah. Africa, that's not the way. Well, you're talking about here. Yeah. And even if in Africa you are pregnant and very poor, you go and beg for food, I don't think anybody will refuse you. Yeah, as a pregnant woman. As a pregnant woman. It's true. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, that even here, it's not only your responsibility. If you cannot afford, yeah. you are carrying the baby, but it's the responsibility yeah. of the government and the community to make sure that you have a healthy pregnancy. Compared to Africa, as you are saying, if you are pregnant and you are wearing a high heel, going from party to party, believe me, someone who doesn't know you will just call and say, hey, are you serious about this pregnancy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone can warn you. Yeah. Yeah. So likewise in the Netherlands, the government is also responsible for you carrying a healthy pregnancy. So if financially you are not fit enough to provide for the list that the midwife has given you yes. or advice that the doctor is giving you, mm-hmm. feel free and discuss with your midwife, your house doctor, mm-hmm. your social worker, yeah, yeah, and yeah, they will yeah. see to make sure that your needs are being provided. Of course, they are not going to make it extra vegan for you, but the basic needs will be provided if you make your worries known. Uh, I need to explain here. Uh, you, you sound like far away from my room. It sounds like an echo. Okay. So if you can draw much closer, okay. it will be helpful. Also, same applies to Peter. Uh, okay. I, I, need to yeah. spring, I need to spring in here. Um, the, we are talking about beliefs uh, because there are beliefs which are peculiar. Mm. Exactly. We need to focus on that uh, because the world won't really discover is what are the our cultural beliefs and customs, traditions which really go a long way to enhance the way children are, are raised in a healthy way. The first 1,000 days, you know. Uh, I think the thinking part which you talked about, you spoke about, I think it's quite general that applies everywhere. But let us focus on what we know from our parents or our grandparents about how uh, children before they are born and the one first two years of their of their birth, uh, how they must get for other for them to be healthy. Yeah. This is the, that's the crux of the whole matter here. Exactly. Like, 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 for instance, for instance, when uh, a child is born, I've seen in my culture, when a child is born, and then while they are buffing the child, the way the mothers, they will just hold this child, so, and shake this child, you know, from the leg side, you know, the two, and then do so, do so, and then you, you are wondering, sometimes they will throw it to the other hand again, and do that, do that, and then sometimes they will just look at uh, where they think is the brain, <laughs> and use some hot water, and press their, press their, and then sometimes you see them trying to uh, uh, shape the head, shape the head. Yeah. Yeah, they are wondering, why are they doing this on this child? They say, if they don't do that, the 
child will not be able to have a, a real good hair. You know, the, the head will just be somehow. And then things like that, you know. <laughs> yeah, he wants to say. And from my point of view, that's, uh, that, uh, that has to do with a lot of uh, cultural difference. Because there is a way people... Uh, people, the, the way they handle things is, yeah. might be different from how others are doing. Yes. Um, in Africa, for instance, yeah. like uh, in support of what you've been saying, yeah, I've seen a situation when a child is being born, how um, the adults, yeah. Yeah, how they can handle, even uh, looking at the child that is very fragile, uh -huh. that is very fragile, like, still at that time, they can handle that child in such a degree that if you're not, if you as a, a non-looker might be thinking that oh that child might just give up, really? but, but it's not that way. Yeah. But in that the orthodox method of doing it, I yeah. think it is very very essential. Let's tell you that this, this exactly. is one of the reasons why, why they're they are doing that. Well, like like those from the rivers, those from the river state in Nigeria. I heard that when the child is that's still very small, that, that's what they quickly talking. throw the child inside the water Instantly. because they, that's the river right area. I assume that the child might get drowned. Yes, but it's not going to get drowned because they are trying to intimate the child on the norms on the way. <laughs> Exactly, you are right. You are right. Is this about the Down syndrome children you're talking about? Because it's not familiar to No, no, that no, no more children. Do, that hasn't gone to anything, anything to do with the, yeah. the Down syndrome. Or but this in uh, the healthy children in general, yeah. in relation to the cultural background of that, that's, they raise it, they raise such a child, yeah. in such a degree that the child will be growing healthy. Mm. That's what they believe because, uh, let me add to what he is saying, um, there are kids who are from cultural background, they are from riverine areas in Africa. So, uh, and these riverine areas do not have, uh, we don't have access to, you know, to how to cross the river to the other side of the country to go and get some groceries and whatever. Okay, we don't have canoes and all of those things, you know. So they have a local way of doing it. Yes. So from that little childhood, so these kids, when they are born, mm -hmm. I heard, I heard. So they are being thrown inside the river. river. Just, just to acquaint the child with the river. So they keep throwing the child inside the river, like but, but once away. How, what has that got to do with the child being healthy? The child grows up to be very, very healthy because the child first is not afraid of water and the child is, can swim. Yes. The child can really be a very good swimmer. And then at the same time, the child is... <laughs> so, 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 so that's, the, that's the cultural perspective of, uh, yeah. of that, that distance. Uh, we have similar on our weapons.
itself. Yeah. It's like a bucket in the shape of a womb. Okay. Really? It's very transparent. So yeah. you can see your water being in your baby being immersed in that water. Of course, we do lift the nose yeah. okay. for them to be breathing. But yeah. often too, sometimes we just uh, immerse them in the water to have that feeling. And that's what we saw. It makes them very strong yeah. and brave. Wow. It makes them strong and brave. Okay. And that will make me relate to the Nigerian exactly. Point, but the reason why they are saying is yeah. uh, that the baby will be 
dirty yeah. all the uh, days of his or her life. I say it's true because in Africa, because of the climate, okay. yeah. if you look at the climate, change. the climate, yeah. it makes us sweat a lot. So how many times don't we wash ourselves in Africa compared to Europeans? Yeah. So it's different here in Holland. Different. children are having eczema, badly eczema on their skin. Yeah, and and um, it, it's 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 very painful for a child. And you have to go to the house doctor, you know, and 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 to the skin doctor to 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 see what's happening, how far it is, and that child can have it through whole his life or her life. So it's it's a climate change of uh, uh, of in Africa uh, and part of uh, uh, Holland. Our climate is different than in Africa. Yeah. So uh, I can understand that you want to clean your baby mm -hmm. and, and that belief, of course. I clean my child also yeah. um, because I want it to be clean and yeah. not smelly and yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah. But the climate makes us, to, let me just say, like two or one time a day a shower. Okay. And that's it. And But not really not so scrub it and that yeah. long. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, that's, that makes it very difficult for me as a Dutch maternity nurse to make aware of an African woman to say that, please don't do it here. Yeah, okay. Because it's, and understand where you're coming from, mm -hmm. but in Holland the climate is different. Yeah, but I mean, it's not about the climate at that time because the weather, the child is still very, very mm -hmm. uh, tender, and uh, the child has not begun to go outside. As to say, uh, this child is exposed to a hot environment, and then is beginning to sweat. And uh, no, no, no. It, the fact is that this child is being born, and then the the elders, the elders belief that uh, the, the child needs to be scrubbed yeah. because you, the child has to be scrubbed to take away all the slippery things that uh, she, this child have gathered in the womb and then also it is believed mm -hmm. that this child would have some kind of smelly offensive odor not just a normal so but offensive odor if this real scrubbing is not done yeah. and then you see them really doing everything to really scrub and scrub and scrub so yeah. but now we are hearing that it's not yeah you know, and to i mean uh, um, like uh, the saying goes that the kind of firewood you have is what you can use in cooking uh, your food <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, in, a, in a particular place but uh, I don't see anything wrong in it as a matter of fact mm -hmm. because um, uh, like um, for instance those of us that were born in that kind of climate I think we look healthy enough in such a degree that uh, yeah compared to western uh, kind of uh, uh, way of uh, raising up a child yeah. it, there's nothing wrong in it it isn't it isn't it my isn't. brother it isn't it isn't but to my own view, yes. view there's nothing wrong in it no and uh, when you, like i rightly mentioned yeah. when you go there when you go to the they, 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 those are traditional they have some kind, excuse me they have some kind of um leaves yeah the bath the bath they can go even without the 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 
they soak that as acidic or their pH uh, level are very corrosive to the. They have some kind of special leaf they can use. Yes. And when. Let me come in. Yeah, right. These are biological, bio- biologists, that's organic. Yeah. And the soaps here, yeah. or soaps that we are talking about, they are also chemicals. Yeah. 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 So, we'll see the baby scrubbing the baby twice a day, so every midwife or even a gynecologist that's, that's where I'm calling. asks you, will rather uh, encourage you to use the hairs yeah. instead yeah. of this chemical product. Exactly. Right. right, that is where I'm trying to, because uh, in our days now, everything I've talked to you will be more of synthetic uh, than uh, natural. Yeah, but in a natural way of doing that, I don't see anything wrong yes. because we might see the lengthy uh, time oh, it might take, but they are doing it in such a way that the child, when you look at the child, the child will come up to be healthy and strong. So you're saying that the, the for example, in scrubbing the child, mm-hmm. the, the, the herb, I mean, the herbs they use uh-huh. uh, back home from a cultural or traditional point of view, yeah. Tends to be safer and healthier than the soap, the chemical soap that's right. we use now. No, that's right. But do not use this those herbs on the head because I have always seen them using soap, baby soap, and then they keep scrubbing the head. And I, I go about wondering why would they be scrubbing the head that way? You know. It's the idea they have that the child is fish, uh, the child is going to smell. But what Brother Peter is saying is about giving health, uh, uh, providing healthy, um, giving the baby the strength that it needs. And that's from the herbs that we have. Even some people drink it here. When we are working with the midwives and they see that there's a part of this black, in Ghana, we call it dido, mm-hmm. uh, this uh, black drink. Yeah, and it's in the Surinamese, they, they, they sell it in the market. Yeah. They are proud to see us drinking it, the health professionals, they are requesting for ibuprofen. Yeah. Or paracetamol, because you think we have pain, so every little pain I need to get a medicine. Yeah. Yeah. So why don't you try your own? Last time we spoke about it here on the radio, okay. that our local uh, uh, share butter yeah, is being prescribed. Mm-hmm. For people with skin diseases, so we have better things to embrace yeah. than uh, involving ourselves with this you chemical right. products that yeah. are here. Yeah. So if you are bathing your baby twice a day and yeah. it's just immersing the child in a in a herbal uh, bath, yeah. that's fine. Well, How painful is the is the is the um, leaves yeah. that we use to scrub the baby? Is the skin going to erode? No. no. But the sponges that we are using to scrub yeah. the babies, yeah. okay. and the baby will stink, will, will smell, yeah. if you don't dry the baby properly. Yeah. And the places that has been, uh, we said that the just the bloaches. When, when the skin, when the skin comes together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that you need to, need to yeah. dry it properly, uh, so that the, the fork, the, 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 yeah. the, the, the moisture, the moisture yeah. Yeah. for the child to smell. Yeah, 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 yeah. You see, so yeah. that, that's that's very very important, and we can still be using the traditional things here if the health professional is also aware. Okay. Because we see some patients also in uh, in hospitals. We work a lot in at AMC yes. uh, hospital. That some people they bring their own drugs to hospitals, 
In their own what? Their own medication. <laughs> really? They yeah. know that, yeah. And to Joyce, these people, you know, I gave birth and they are not giving me anything. So, but you are not sick, you just gave birth. Yeah. So I have this uh, tablet, is it okay? And I say, if you. <laughs> so it's the, it's the idea that we have. Okay, well, <laughs> it's a medicine that is fabricated with the, with the local heads or. No, I, no, just normal because the, we have the idea that I'll give you better. I'll, I'll so that, that, that's our abuse of no, I think you know, I think for the African average African woman, um, when also um, the uh, the woman gives birth, they always press the stomach. Yeah. They believe yeah. in pressing the stomach yeah. and uh, pushing out some of the uh, blood and all of those things. She can buy stomach. Oh, okay, really? <laughs> she can buy stomach. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, she lived here for 44 years. So oh, okay. All right, so let me teach me about that one. Uh, why, why do, you, do you want to look slim then? <laughs> okay, so you buy the stomach yeah. so that uh, it goes flat. Yeah, yeah. if that's what they want. That, that's what they want. They want to. Because uh, when you are pregnant, your belly is sticking out. Yeah. And then the baby is born, and then you're saying, okay, my, my body has done its work, I have to press it back. Yeah, exactly. But most of the time, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, because the muscles are, are in, at the side of the body and not in front. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, that is why professionally yeah. she knows how we can buy it. Okay. So if we have an African woman who really wants to buy it, I learned it from the Nigerians. Okay. And then we've added our own techniques to it to make yeah. sure that the man gets into the ribs. Yeah, okay. So that we get more uh, straight. Yeah. Because after the birth, you yeah. are used to like this. Yeah. I know it. Yeah. But when it's done for you properly, yeah. Yeah. then because your body needs room to, the, the womb needs room to move about. So if you tighten your body, yeah. you suffer from heart uh, disorders, then you'll be ended up. Yeah, in, and, and in you're having state. also for, uh, the problem that the womb is very high. And if you uh, bend uh, bending your uh, belly, yeah. um, and the pressure is coming from upstairs till down. Yes. And that's the only way that the womb can be healing to be like a fist big. Yeah. This is the normal size of a womb, a womb. Okay. Uh, before pregnancy. Okay. Um, so it's like a big balloon when your baby is leaving your body. Yeah. Mm. And it has to be... Uh, yeah, it's deflating to get all the filthiness out. So it's doing its job. Yeah. Um, also, when you're breastfeeding, it works the same. It's it's helping the womb to make to it come. to get smaller. Yeah, yeah. But if you binding your uh, your belly yeah. and really focus on I want to have a flat belly, yeah. then you're pressuring your uterus down. Yes. And when that happens yeah. and you're doing it too hard, your the mouth of the uterus is coming out okay. of your vagina. Really? And then you're having a big problem. Then you have to really go to the hospital and they have to operate it on the place. So it's you have to be very careful yes. with that. Yes. And listen to the profession who is there yeah. to say, okay, I understand that you're having a lower back problem yeah. after delivery because of the changing of your back. Yeah. And when you're binding, it helps also to uh, support your back and your belly is very flexible because the room is there yeah. and it feels not, not, not nice. I can understand that. 
but help support you with that. But when it's really uh, like six weeks, after six weeks, the womb is really on the place. It's, it's, it's really down. So if you're having that belly problem, to say, okay, I want to be having a, a, a nice, tight belly, yeah. that's the moment that you have to do that. All right. I, I would yeah. like to uh, on this uh, one, this very topic. Yeah, I, I, I just want to know more before you throw your question. Okay. Uh, and how about a situation when a woman uh, gives birth to uh, through cesarean method? Yeah. Okay. That's a good exactly. That's, that, a, that's a good that's one. Good because uh, we deal with many, many methods of uh, giving birth, and it's difficult to for us to convince them of what we know from the medical side mm. and also their beliefs. Yeah. So we find a balance. Cesarean. We will advise you not to do it. Yeah. Not to tie the womb. Not no. to tie because the it's womb. Just, yeah. You are you are cut three times. Exactly. So your 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 womb and the wound in your body, yeah. they all need to be healed. So if you cover it, yeah. you are tightening it, you are not doing good to your body. Exactly. So you can, you do can it wound yourself. That maybe six weeks. Yeah. When we've gone to check up and all the wounds are healed properly, then you can take care of your body. What that we concentrate on is the breastfeeding because the more you give the breastfeeding to your child, the more the womb is contracted and it becomes smaller and your muscles are getting tighter. So when you are using the machine to pump out the milk from mm -hmm. the breast, uh, how does it affect the womb? It it's, the same. it's the same. It's the same. It's the same, except that the baby drinks heavier than what the machine is doing. Mm. And there's also bonding yeah, between you and the baby, baby, what we talked about. Yeah, also yeah. healthy for yeah, the baby. Yeah, so yes. in Africa, you know, whether you have the money or you don't, yeah. you see breastfeeding. Yeah. Bonding is there, the yeah. trust, and the health uh, issue that, that, is that, also right. being tackled. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. There's something about shaking baby syndrome. Yes. We uh, we have discovered yeah. that's being taught every house that we come in. Yeah. And uh, when we come to the West African families and we see them bathing the baby, as uh, Apostle you talked about earlier yeah. on, shaking the baby like okay. this. Okay. <laughs> when we ask them, because they turn the baby upside down. Yes, exactly. Shake with one leg and then the other leg. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes they throw them and they catch them. <laughs> Why are you doing that? Yeah, so that the baby will not be afraid and say, no, mama, don't do it. Grandma, don't do it. Yeah, we understand. Is it makes you strong. Yes. You are not afraid. You can go to battle in the Asian country. <laughs> when you are bold, you can go to battle and fight. Yeah, it's true. But here I say, no, don't do it. Why? Because Sylvia will talk about that. If you don't want the baby to be afraid, I said, wait till they are one and a half years and you see all these bicycle bars <laughs> at Albertine and along the roadside, you see that they'll be doing something they call it off-roller. Yeah. yeah, they'll be somersaulting themselves. Yeah. They'll go to crash, they'll allow them to jump the wall that they want to jump and they know nothing will happen to them. But as young as they are, so fragile, yeah. we say don't shake the babies. Yeah. So even in Africa, whenever you are holding a baby, every older person will advise you to hold the yeah. neck yeah. together with the head, yeah. so that the head will not bounce yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because we believe that the brains are like wires. Yeah. 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 So we are the brains are like wires, and if you shake too much, the, bri uh, the wires can snap, yeah. or the brain can move, yeah. and uh, that can cause some difficulty with the way that they might be growing up. Yeah. Um, worst case scenario, the baby can die. Yes. Yeah. So that's why we advise the the, the people not to, to be 
in my point of view as a physician, as a maternity nurse, be brutal to your child, but um, be kind and, 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 ho- and support the, the head and the neck because it's so important. If you really want to have a, a, a healthy baby, um, I understand where it's coming from, but because of the, uh, the medicine world is working like every second is changing. Yeah. And um, we still have to learn as, as a physician, uh, we have to follow classes and courses uh, about this because it's changed a lot, but it's very, very serious. Babies are, are, are gonna be dying from Okay, it. well, let's leave it at that. Uh, very quickly, <laughs> let's, um, let's talk about the food, or the kinds of food that we need to, okay. we believe that will, uh, when we give to our babies or in pregnant mothers prior to delivery or you know after that uh, the kinds of food that will make them healthy give, give them a healthy foundation for, for the development of the kids yeah. the, yes well, and then some food from our backgrounds that you know we are you know we've been taught our parents have maybe raised us up with or we've been told that they are very important. Is it yeah. only for the baby or for the also yeah, the mother? From, coming from the pregnancy stage to I, the delivery. I know, I know yeah, yeah uh, from, from, from the baby, we all know that breastfeeding is the best and yeah. you can give minimum six months, which I know Africa, we can give up to two years, which is very fine. Wow. Uh, even the baby has teeth, they are not going to bite you because we are we know how to and the professional can also teach you. We have something like palm nut soup. Palm nut soup, okay. Uh, granite soup, agushi. Yes. Yeah. Uh, that's from the Nigerians. We have this uh, uh, what do we call it? Yes. Uh, everything that you eat is well good apart from alcohol, medicine and drugs. Uh, okay, it doesn't sound too extraordinary. I mean, it's pretty much standard, I think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I'm looking for the real, really spiritual, traditional, traditional things. Yeah, which, 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 which we do. Yeah. Which actually may vary from one country to another or yes. one tribe to another or whatever, you know? I haven't come Japanese. across that, actually. Some special. I haven't come across special diets that... Uh, That's baby, a child, a yes. Baby mass, apart from breastfeeding and this normal baby food that we yeah. have. Yeah. But uh, with some cultures that uh, they, they even cook malt. To they cook what? Malt. It's not from West Africa. Yeah. Yeah. That's the situation I have uh, dealt with yeah. in my practice. Uh, that malt is being boiled together with uh, half a mouth with half yeah, yeah. for the woman to eat mm-hmm. every morning. Yeah. And I asked of it and what, uh, what, what is it? Yeah, what's about and all that I heard is that it helps the breast, the production of the milk. So uh, I, I, I don't know special thing that the baby must take yeah. except this breast milk and the baby food that we have here. So if there's anything that maybe Brother Peter knows, I would like to know. <laughs> and also... Uh, yeah, because I, I sometimes I, I see them giving the baby uh, pepper. What I came to understand in, in relation to that, um, uh, uh, mostly when a child is um, newly born, uh, the tendency that the child might develop some kind of uh, 
stomach ache is here. And uh, I've come across uh, the parents putting some kind of traditional uh, herbs, even some, what they call them, this is uh, the same kind of worm that is gotten in the, from the wood. Oh, the worm? Yeah, worm and edible, this is, uh, it's a... Maggots. Maggots. Not really maggots, but it's a... Um, uh, that's uh, uh, another type. Yeah, I'm trying to. But it's, 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 it's within. It's medicinal. They just put it in the water, mm -hmm. and the child will be drinking. Uh, they'll be giving that uh, that kind of water to drinking. But not the worm. Not the worm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's not that sort of worm we are thinking about. Yeah. It's yeah. but it is edible yeah. type of worm. But uh, only that I've forgotten the the particular name. Mm. Yeah, but for the seconds. Yeah. You put it in the water, yeah. and then they be giving the child the and then when you when you observe it very closely, yeah. the kind of um, physics that is the, the child is processed, huh? It's, I mean, you be you be dead. You be what? Dead. You be surprised. Really? Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Mm. And what does that say? Yeah. It's to make the child have free fall. Yeah. Then, because uh, that kind of um, um, stomach ache yeah. that the child has developed, yes. uh -huh. either from what the child has eaten from the mother's womb, yeah. okay. or the thing that it was not supposed to be given to the child at that moment. Yeah. So the only remedy for it is those kind of things. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah, and then they put it there, then they give the child the water to sip gradually, and then it clears. The yeah. Oh, amazing. <laughs> you know, there's something, Eli, uh, if you listen to this program, uh, this, we're talking about beliefs about raising healthy children uh, in the first 1,000 days. So you're welcome to give us a call on the studio line, uh, 7020 uh, You're welcome to interrupt us at any time. I, I was trying, trying to think about this, the food aspect, but what I remember though, uh, is that, uh, I don't know who gave birth at the time, whether a sister or a mama or somebody in the house, but they make, uh, they roast, there's, you know, there's a roasted corn powder, roasted corn, you know, the type they used to make Tom Brown, yeah. that type. Okay, there's a belief, I'm talking about from my background now, I'm in my area, so. Uh, I saw this made for a woman who had just given birth. Uh, uh, I understand it helps give produce more milk or something like that. So the, this roasted corn powder yes. is made made into uh, like a thick paste. I mean, like a banco or something like that. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. and, and then they add palm oil. Mm -hmm. uh, they they, uh, they make the meal uh, and then they put palm oil. In somewhere in the middle or around or something like that, yeah. there is a lot of meat or fish or something around yeah. it's like a soup or something. That kind of concoction is made and given to the woman who has just given birth, and it looks so nice and attractive. You know, and I, I think the goal is to help the mother maybe produce more milk or maybe that's that's right because um, because she mentioned that. Uh, 
uh, the, mo um, the mother give um, the breast breastfeed uh, the children. Uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's very much advisable. And the mo most of the children that uh, grow, uh, they grow up uh, through breastfeeding, they are healthy and uh, knowledgeable enough to yeah. buy on. So, but the, from what you have rightly pointed out, there are some kind of um, food uh, when they, they, they is prepared and given to the mother that just... So the idea is to enhance, to help her yeah. produce more milk. Yeah. Really? Yes. As we describe the food, yeah. we, we, we can relate to those people from Eritrea, okay. Ethiopia, yeah. Kenya. Do they have something similar? They have similar. Yeah. Because okay. as you said, the maize yeah. is uh, also from fiber and there are a lot of products, just as the malt. Yeah. And the malt here, we call them a frau beer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, before this normal malt that we drink from Africa yeah. is, is being imported, yeah, yeah. The, the Dutch had a frau beer, yeah. which uh, in 20 years ago, we were sent to the market to buy for the woman to drink it. It's yeah. a typical malt, yeah. full of maize. For, oh, for the Suriname people yeah. call them stout. Yeah, for, for the press to produce. Stout. Okay. stout. But this maize... Is it bitter? Maize, yeah. Um, it's very dark, yeah. dark it's beer. It's malt. It's malt. Oh. The malt that we drink. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they make that banco, the dough yeah. from it. Yeah. And yeah. In the middle of it, yeah. they make a hole, yeah. like an uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they put this oil. Okay. And when I asked about Ethiopians and Eritreans, yeah. they said that, you know, food is scarce in that area, but when you have a lot of oil, yeah. Yeah, yes. it nourishes the body. Yeah. It, oh. nourish, it makes them stay longer because oil doesn't dehydrate easily. Yeah. Yeah. So from this, uh, uh, well, from, from the Sahara, yeah. 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 It, it makes you stay longer. They eat it a lot. Yeah. Really? You see them, they don't get fat. Okay. But they have fat in their system, which sustains them for longer periods. Pregnant woman or woman who just gave birth, yeah. when they give you that uh, uh, base, yeah. that meal, yeah. Yeah. together with oil, it's like very, very tasty. Sometimes yeah, it's, 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 it's because all the nutrition has been added yeah. for you to take it one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you give birth, you don't have the appetite immediately. Yeah. Our mothers will be forcing us to eat as yeah. we don't have the appetite. Yeah. But they believe that little you take with all the nutritional values, it can sustain you for a long time. Awesome. I, I noticed also. Yeah. Really? I noticed actually uh, there were some women like who had given birth, but some for some reason the milk wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. The milk wasn't coming. Mm -hmm. But I think they began to give that sort of diet and before you know then they it began to flow. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know what it has what kind of impact it has or Also, they, they make like a Nigerian Igbo side, yeah. uh, they cook with the, yes. the spice, yeah. and all of those little, little spices with a lot of pepper in it. Yes. And so it's assumed, that, it's assumed that the pregnant woman have to be drinking that, yeah. you know, about maybe six times in a day. Yeah. And so I, if you see how they pressurize the, preg the pregnant, uh, the newborn uh, mother to yes. drink that thing, to, 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 to drink it. Yes. Because sometimes it's it's just with one slice of yam you will eat it. Yeah. Um, so because they don't feel like eating, so it's like your mother have to be pressurizing you to eat. You have to drink that and drink that soup. Yeah. That soup is so pepperish. 
that, but it, that it is assumed but, that but it helps. Yeah, it will flush out the, all the things, and right. at the same time, the, because the baby is sucking the breast, so whatever the baby has eaten uh, during the time he was in the womb, yeah. so the baby also has to you know, be sucking the breast, and then it's flushing out also the, the you know the feces. Yeah. From the baby, so it's assumed that if you don't take, if you if you don't eat that, you will not be very healthy yeah. because you will have some piled up blood somewhere. Well, actually, the, the the women also advise the, um, essentially not to eat things anyhow because whatever they eat, invariably the child will take it from the precisely. Yeah. So yes. if they eat wrongly, it will affect. The child. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, at this point, let's take a short break, okay? Uh, before the weekend we're well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been enjoying uh, this discussion, so uh, we'll take a short break, but in the meantime, you you may interrupt the uh, break uh, if you want to call or you have, you have a question or remark, just feel free, go ahead. <laughs> Give us a call, okay? Just join us. Uh, we have a very interesting talk about, you know, beliefs on the raising children, healthy children, especially from a migrant perspective. And we're discovering a lot of interesting things. I'm telling you, we're digging back into the archives of our culture and history, and we are finding some interesting things. So, after all, our ancestors, our parents, they were wise, you know. We've come to replace all these ancient beliefs with modern, so-called good medicine, good whatever. But we're beginning to find out that, well, what we had in those days wasn't bad after all. So, uh, if you uh, enjoy this program, go ahead and give us a call. Okay, we're taking a short break, like we said. So, we'll be back soon.
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thank you, Joe Price, for the music. Uh, welcome back, uh, our panelists. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. Well, we are just making a rediscovery of our backgrounds, our culture. And also, we'll be just uh, putting a cup on the program for now. We have just a few minutes to go, and so I just want to... Uh, Treat you to another song, another track before I say bye bye. Hope you enjoy the peace. to say thank you for being in our company and uh, we'll see you next week God willing take care of yourself be blessed
Ivete, eu, eu agora hum. queria, queria cantar com você uma canção do seu repertório. É uma canção que, é, sem dúvida, é uma canção linda, maravilhosa. E eu tenho chorado muitas vezes.